right. So there's this thing that's been kind of stuck in my cross. So I um Uh-oh. I, I sent a <laughs> I sent a message to you know how <laughs> how I uh, how I hung out with those KSL people and everything yeah. during Fan X, right? So one of them, whenever she had mentioned that there's quite a few people who work at KSL that are from Kentucky, right? One of them has a last name, Meese. And she's like, I'm pretty sure she grew up in Pulaski County also. She's like, I'm about 90% sure. And so finally, I thought about it yesterday. I'm like, I want to send her a DM on Twitter and find out. Yeah, she's from Somerset. She worked at the one of the local stations there. Um, and that's how she got started in radio. And... She said that she's pretty sure her family's from the White Lily area. I was like, which Mesa? I know the name is like super familiar. Like Meese? Yeah. M E C E. I know. But Bob, like a lot of those Meeses in Pulaski yeah. County, we're related to. Oh, okay, that's why I didn't really yeah. know the significance of yeah. it. Yeah. That's why I was that's why I was kind of curious, right? But anyway, so um Yeah. She had mentioned how she's thought about starting a podcast, but you know, she it would have to be something more on her own because she wouldn't want it so buttoned up because of how kind of KSL keeps things kind of more like buttoned Jeez, up and you're hitting high highs. We're both hitting high highs. There. But anyway. Um like, yeah, you want to fucking see one that goes a little too bat shitty. <laughs> but, but no, one thing that uh Cause she had asked about this, and I'm like, trust me, no, just don't. Yeah, if I'm he, like, look, there's a reason why I'm kind of, I don't even hear me now, Bob. I know, you will. You're actually coming up really, like, okay. dude, you're fucking redlining. I was going to say, I don't, I don't hear me in my headphones at all, so now I hear me. Yeah, now but, you hear you. Um. Anyway, Sorry. so... um. But it kind of got me to think that there's this there's this idea that I've had and I I want to flesh it out more, but I'm not sure which way I want to take it right. But I've even thought about like documentary wise. There's got to like maybe it's because there's no real answer and it just kind of really annoys me that there's no real answer right. But it's one of those things like the people who leave small towns. You know, and then either don't go back or eventually go back. It's just finding a way for those small town kind of stories and and outward bound. <laughs> outward bound. Tales it's from a uh, people idea. who will never return home. But ooh, ooh. That ain't bad. The tagline would be, you can never go back home, but you can shop there. You could never. No, 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 no. You could never go back home. And why would you want to? I was trying to make a good gross point blank. I know. I was trying to make an original reference. Actually, I was thinking my my old Kentucky home away from home. (laughs) But that's too wordy. No. It's like a fucking wheel of fortune. And it's also something that since you're wanting to talk to just people in general yeah and and it's not even necessarily like just people here but you know or in other states in general and i was just thinking about of course you know small town kentucky's easier just because that's what we know and apparently you talk to somebody who also was and that would be a good like they're what like that'd, that'd be, be a good first person because it's from around the same area we probably are related to them and yeah. uh yeah how weird is it that we move out here and we got family? <laughs> like, I think it's hilarious that when I talk with, like, it's like, yeah, our cousin Nicole's like, oh, she's from out here? No, it's from a family back east. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But it is, it's, it's, and not just that, but I've also thought about the other side of the coin, like those people who don't leave, right? Which, I mean, you and I can kind of guess and figure out why it is that they never leave, but. At the same time, letting that story still be told without just, like, that projection or that assumption put on it. You know what I mean? Because you never know. It might be because, well, why would they? Maybe they have an okay... Maybe they like their life. Maybe it's not. Or maybe they're just fucked. Or, yeah, maybe it's just... plenty of reasons, yeah. yeah. I I know part of it's, you know, the whole rather be a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond, right? 
I know that there's definitely that, and there's the whole. And just, there's also just being a broke fish in a dry layer pond. <laughs> of the layer of comfort and networking and that sort yeah. of thing. And so I do, I get it. So I'm still trying to flesh it out. And I had mentioned, you know, that I'd had one, but I can't, you know. And I, I kind of want to center it around Kentucky, but at the same time, I that's can't. That's just because we are. Right. And that's that's the main reason why I want to. But I'm trying to, yeah, how well, I can. You know a lot of people, okay? You can just put a blast out. Like, hey, people who have who left home, never came back. What's your stories? On Outward bound. But yeah, so it's I'm just, sorry, that's gonna be the title. I love like I, I there you go, Jake. I titled your shit. <laughs> you now have a title. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I don't know. I keep trying to head shop it and I can't I feel like there's just something missing to make it like that great idea, right? To really kind you don't of need just a great idea. That is a good enough idea. It is just a conversation. But how do you make it a great conversation and a great product? Like something that's Jay, great for actual consumption. The problem with me and you is we're too similar. That's the problem with this. We're way too similar. I wouldn't Instead say that, of but... it's Jake, the only thing we've been yelling at each other about is Game of Fucking Thrones. How many times did we start fucking talking and we just agree? So well, that's we have to end up making straw man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that grew up. Okay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But the point of it is, by... He is right here. It's adorable. The point of it is, uh, you have your experiences. The guests will bring their own, and you'll just bounce off each other. You'll be telling stories, and that's kind of the point of it. It's just telling stories. All right. It's just people telling stories about specifically the never coming back or never going back home. That is a good premise. And honestly, you could probably sell it. Like as in you could sell it on the premise alone. So yeah, make a few episodes. I don't want to edit it. <laughs> No, I actually thought about just like you being like kind of the producer. That that would be that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't want to be the producer. I know, but like you've also got the good microphones and you've got the good equipment. That's True. what I'm saying. That's why it would So what what you say you'd fucking come in here. Pop Not out in Skype. here. No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like like if it's someone here in the valley Right? Cool. Then just go there and make that a, you know, a recording kind of situation, right? Um, I thought you were talking about like, okay, since you're here, I'll come over. You got the semi No, I just mean you have the stuff. That way all we'd have to do is just go wherever, set it up, and then off and away. But That is the good thing about Zooms. Yeah, I know but and that's that's just again the more I think about this stuff the more I'm like fuck why can't I just have the fight my own personal financial backing to really just do it you know you don't even need that much Jake and plus I'm like something like that even that I'm like I know that would have to have a website here's what you need Jake and you need Skype and you need if you're using Podbean, $96 a year. Stop thinking too much about it. At this point, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing with the book club's feed, so I might just fucking put intersperse it into this one for the time being. But no, that's it. That's, that's fucking it. You're overthinking it. Find somebody to shoot the idea off of that ain't me because I tend to, I went ahead and took it from you and gave you your title <laughs> and your tagline. <laughs> but no, nah, just talk like, honestly, when we were sitting down to record f last night for the uh, book club, the intro episode, I was so glad Fran was there 
because I have the idea. I don't know how to convey it. That's yeah. my problem. I can't fucking say it. But it's like she I've, forced me to, and it was great. Yeah, it's it, I love maybe that that's kid, the dude. way it is in some ways is because maybe that's what it is. But that's the thing. Even then, I can see how I would want it to go. Like, excuse me, I'd want it to be a conversation, but also to have some structure, right? Okay, and here's to have like very specific beats with each person just so that we're getting the same. Yeah, here's all right. You know what? Here's the here's the problem, Jake. You're trying to visualize everything. Because originally Jake, this idea was a documentary. I, like I wanted to do like a video documentary. That maybe that's why I'm thinking more visually. All I can think of is somebody sitting down and listening to this. That I am I am thinking of it verbally, not visually. Yeah. And that sounds like a great time. It's just I mean, fuck. Think about like Gladwell's 18,000 fucking conversation podcasts. Which I love. Here's your structure. <laughs> All of them. Early life. Growing up. Then the leave. And then not going back. There you go. Early life growing up. Around the time they left and what concept, what was the framing device of leaving. And then the reason not going back. There. You have your basic framework to play with. Three act structure, bitch. <laughs> All right. Done. There yeah. you go. You ha you now have that person who told you like your bit of it is overanalyzing on your side. There you go. You're growing up what it was what it was like growing up there, why you left and why you ain't going back. And are you trying to tell me that you wouldn't be able to talk to somebody for an hour on that shit? Yeah. We could talk we we agreed with each other violently, yelling at each other while agreeing with each other for over an hour, okay? You can make a conversation last at least an hour. And there you go. You got your three-act structure. Hmm. If it gets big, you can fucking... Uh, and then we'll talk about the time she left after these messages. Y'all motherfuckers want to dye your hair? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you want to follow the trends of great podcasts Let's like Cole. Let's go to Kiki's Nails. No, I'm just fucking. I still can't. I I haven't listened to Cold again because that just keeps pulling me out of it. Well, I mean, that's really <laughs> any of those podcasts. There's some sort of no. It, it's too native. There's... The advertisement is too native. There is no pause. If there was a slight pause, pause. Round. <laughs> no, Jake, you were doing booby grabs. You were doing like they pause. were. Your arms were flush with your titties, and they were off to the side. <laughs> that was booby grabs. That wasn't pause up round. <laughs> but no, again, the problem with that is it's just, uh, and that's in like, and the story gets even weirder from there when a stranger comes to call. Are you like me and you hate dyeing your hair? That's the problem with it. There's no, and we'll discuss it more after this. Slight pause, then pop. Not just middle of like, your fucking just segue, thought. segue. No, there's not even a segue. It's a goddamn whiplash. Because when he's talking, it's nice and soft. And then the, ad, it's like, there actually are, there was, there was at one point, federal regulation to how loud you can have, have advertisement on TV. Because when you're watching TV and the sound is very soft, the sound is very soft. It's like, you motherfuckers need to buy some cars! Like that. That is, There was I actually federal regulations to, to stop really that. Loud. Yeah. But no. Like that, again. There you go. Your three-act structure, you can actually put ads on it, too. Yeah. There you go. I give you that. I to think about it. I give you that. Talk to them about that, that person about it. See if that's something they'd want to do. Because they're wanting to just to do, like, honestly, hey, just do something. Just hop on here. You won't have the, unless she still has to follow specific regulations if she's. uh. Well, or, it would probably have to be something where you can't mention who the. Yeah. It's like, this is uh, Kelly. Yeah, let's go Kelly. But no, more than anything, it's more, I want to have, I mean. The the people who are still there, I want that juxtaposition, yeah. right? I want that other side of the coin instead of everything looking like, oh, hey, the hometowns are a piece of shit and everybody Jake, should leave them. One episode is a leave, one episode yeah. is a stay. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking. There you so go. I'll, I'll have to sit down and still 
No, what you need head is to talk to other people. The problem is you're head shopping, Jake. Yeah. You're keeping it inside your head. And take it from me, your head is a son of a bitch. <laughs> All right? So hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. That's Jake. That's Bob. And yes, yes, you just listened to about 15 minutes of backdoor piloting. <laughs> First he paws up boobs grabs and now he's <sighs> Jake, you need help. But uh hey, so I was um again, this will be before we get into our Game of Thrones talk. We'll do our <laughs> contractually mandated WoW talk real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get to one. Mr. Claywell. <laughs> um so I was watching a preach gaming video last night where he his videos have not been popping up on my feed at all. That's weird. Like I don't subscribe. Well, I know the the drama Friday it did pop up and then it left because there was audio issues and he reposted it, which I actually kind of love the drama Fridays. That shit's hilarious, dude. But so basically, he's been playing classic, the classic beta, right? And he was doing Rage Fire Chasm, and he's like, "This is the first time I've tanked." any of this stuff in like 15 years right (laughs) he's like but we'll see how it goes and i'm watching it and he mentions weapon skills yeah and i was like i forgot all about weapon skills i can't forget about weapon skills because i remember i fucking remember realizing like oh i can have thrown weapons okay i'll i'll have to level i'll have to use this thrown weapon holy crap it ain't oh god i gotta level it up don't i so my level 40 ass running around Dunmoreau fucking throwing knives at goddamn bunnies. Yeah. Okay, just bunnies and boars, bunnies and boars, bunnies I know, but see, boars. that's the thing is I had, I had totally forgot about it, and I was watching that, and a bunch of that started flooding back. I was like, I forgot Fuck. I used to have to do that. Like, if I, because I primarily used a staff with my mage, and Wrath came along, there was a really badass wand from one of the dungeons, but my wand weapon was skill shit. was, yeah. yeah, so I had to go to, like, all the lower level stuff and use a wand. And early Wrath, my... it did matter. Yeah, it really mattered. Yeah, early no, wrath. I forgot all about that, which, skill trees, I still remember, and I actually do miss skill trees, Skill trees were. I don't miss pet skill tree. the the pet the old yeah. pet skills because it was like a fucking uh, a crafting skill. Now I Ugh. don't I don't miss going to the class trainers. I don't miss that. I do. I actually like the idea of, and it's also that thing in uh like in D and D and shit to where that's one of the optional rules. When you level up, you don't gain new abilities because, yeah, you're in the middle of a dungeon. Oh, hey, now I know how to throw a fireball. I like the okay, idea of yeah. you don't level up until like somebody teaches you. Like you get your talent point you. and you're in the middle of a dungeon. You can't just dip out and go Yeah, go get that skill. I like that. Okay, now, I can now, get that. Now, talent points, I understand. Like, actually, talent kind of thinks is you're in the battle. That stuff you learn like in the go, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. If I just stick it like that, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. That I, I, I like, and also I do like. I never, I didn't realize how to use it until it was too late. But I, uh, not using the max rank, I didn't. I never understood that. But then, like, you start seeing those things to where, oh, it only does slightly less damage, but it has a mountain less fucking mana. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And also, I I am gonna play. I am gonna try classic, because I am gonna try fucking rogue tanking. That used to be a yeah. thing, Jake. Dodge tanking. Yeah. You stack up dot like when I first got WoW. All right, it was me and what was his name, Chris, that dude from fucking work. Uh, he was a fucking four boxer in EverQuest, so he got two goddamn copies of it. So it was his gnomish a uh, warrior a human priest that he was boxing with, and my rogue. It was delicious. And we were three manning dungeons. And I started getting so much fucking aggro. I was like, okay, okay. I need to learn. I need to get dodge. So I just went on the auction house and bought a bunch of dodge gear. So I was just fucking tanking dead mines constantly. Because <laughs> I was just like, flat, flat, you can't hit me. Oh, shit, I'm getting hurt. Evasion. Like, not evasion, but uh, God, what a... Well, yeah, there was evasion, and there was like some other just bad fucking things, and like the the healers like hit me every night. I was like, good, good, because you can't have a gnome healer. Yeah. You couldn't have a gnome healer at that time. I wanted an entire 
gnomish crew. I fucking love gnomes. I know. I fucking love them. But, um, yeah. And also the OG quest log. Like, oh. where it had the name, like, it had your quest log up here and down here in a separate box was your um, dialogue, right? And how, if it was complete in parentheses, it would say complete, or if it was a dungeon, it would parenthetically say dungeon. I was like, shit, I forgot all about that, dude. There was, there was I do just- miss having it not attached to the map. I like it just looking at your fucking quest. I don't want to yeah. fucking map pop out all the time, but. Anyway, no, there's just something I was like, I can't. And I was like, weapon skills. How can I forget those things? Here's the problem. All right. If you're a combat rogue and then you dip out to do more damage and then you come back into combat rogue, you now have to re-level all those abilities. It was a pain in the ass, Jake. I did with my shaman. I did set up the action bar for um for resto. Is that rest? Is it yeah? Yeah, resto for shaman. Yeah, because I'm curious to try it. It's good. I mean, I do, I've Here's never healed. Here's the thing: when it comes to resto, you have a heal that is really quick to cast. Don't use it unless you have to. Oh, really? healing surge because it drains your mana. Like oh. ten of them, and your mana's gone. But healing wave, that's a healing wave or whatever. And then there's a totem. Two totems. All right. You know how your mouse has those two buttons for back and forth, like in the middle? Map those to your main cast bar or somewhere. Have that for your totems. One is your healing stream that has a 30-second cooldown. The other one is the more psychotic one. Make that 30-second one part of your rotation. Everything I've read is like people are like, don't use those unless you have to. Fuck you, it's a 30-second cooldown. Fucking, if, if their health, if the tank's health is down half and there's like three other people hurt, bam, hit it. Everybody gets some heal and fucking chain heal like a bitch. Oh, you have healing rain? I mapped that to the mouse wheel button, so just click that. and Because your mouse is already where, you, where you're looking right. anyway. Just crap, bam, bam, healing rain. And just keep on fucking doing that. And like... My I use the other one for my oh shit because it has like a two minute cooldown. So yeah, no, I just just thinking about healing though, it makes my heart race because I'm like I don't I don't think I have the proper skills at mapping like your buttons it's and just every guessing and macros and everything. I just yeah. Here's the thing. Here's I mean, th- tanking is different. Like tanking, you're still putting out like some sort of DPS. All you have to do is make sure that you're, you're not keeping aggro too much. and that you're not pulling too much. Or if you're a druid, just fucking th- thrash, swipe, thrash, swipe, swipe, thrash, swipe, 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 thrash, swipe, 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 thrash, swipe. Hit your fucking shield. Your yeah, your iron fur, and you also have a self heal and two damage mitigations. You have bark skin, which all druids have, mm-hmm. and then you also have a uh, survival instinct, which are which has two fucking uses. Although it has like a five minute cooldown. Like I was still okay. So my dude is one eighteen now or one nineteen. He just hit one nineteen. Yes, I'm trying to level up my Kulteran druid to 120 because i was at the scrapper and saw somebody with these really cool shoulders that looked like fucking uh bug wings found out that was a drop from uh from blackrock foundry on mythic but uh do you know back in the like when we were running hellfire ramp it would only drop like one item for us yeah Okay, that's why that because our Hellfire Citadel, because uh, when you're 20 levels above a content, that's when it just drops the loot table for you, all of it, like normal loot drop or raid drops. Yeah. So I want to get them up to 120, so it drops more than one item, so I can get those shoulders really fast because they're really cool shoulders. And yes, Jake, that's why I'm trying to level up a druid to 120, and he's almost there. But yeah, like. I've been having a blast taking, and I've been using something that dropped from that I've been wearing since level 95. Hmm. No, 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 no. Maybe 105 tops because it is a version of fucking of uh, bark skin. It puts a shield on you and reduces all damage taken by 20% hmm. on a one minute cooldown. 
I I didn't get rid of that until something fucking like that was eye level one fifty. I didn't get rid of it until something was eye level two eighty. <laughs> like I, cause yeah, you ask me what's better, a good deal more crit and a good deal more dodge, or a third fucking or technically a fourth fucking fifth damage mitt because iron fur's another damage mitigation. Yeah. So yeah, give me more damage mitt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Then I can pull like because what I've been doing is I've been testing the healers. Like anytime I'm running, because I like. <laughs> Because you could pull fucking everything. If a healer can heal you, just pull everything. Like, you'll pull a thing and see how low your health gets. That's why if I'm rocking with a shaman or a druid, I'm happy. Rocking with a monk, okay. Apparently priests don't know how to heal, and it's the healing class in the game. But anyone else? Shit, yes. Just pull the entire front area in free hold. (laughs) Just pull all them some bitches. And that pull from... After the second boss, before like when you have to do like the pig chasing scene, I'll pull all them some bitches just because you have a great ability when things start doing their unblo- uninterruptible stuff. Just a radial stun. And I had like bracers that increased the range of my main ability, my abilities, my, my AOE damage was increased by a certain amount. I specced into having the uh, balance aspect, which increased your range by 6%. I had an ability, that, a talent that gave all my uh, more range on all my stuff. My melee range is 14 yards. <laughs> a, a 14 yards of AOE melee. And also, that is the start. And, you know, you get everything within, like, 8 yeah. yards. So from that 14 yards plus it, dude... It's fucking ridiculous. So basically then whenever I go to heal a dungeon for the first time, I'll take just you along him. to be the tank. Yeah, if you want. You be the tank and I'll just... What level? 20. It's at 20 right now. Uh, Hoarder Alliance. Alliance. I think I might have someone around that range. So yeah. But no, it's just a simple, simple thing. Like, just let them know. I'm new. Don't go too ape shit. In level 20 early shit, fuck it. Everybody sucks. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, Jake, how about them bells? Bob? I don't have as much. I will say... I, I, will I don't either. This. Oh, crap. I don't have my phone because the problem is I was texting you everything I was going to say. But here's the thing, Bob. For me, that's my phone. I know. I don't have oh. my phone. Um, What are you trying to do? I'm trying to find our text. Go, go Open up the text. <laughs> You need to wipe your notifications, B. Or is that just something that happens? It'll just show everything that happened. There we go. Okay, but so in this, we'll we will be discussing episode or season eight, episode five of I almost said the wire <laughs> of Game of Thrones. The bells, the bells, boss, the bells. Oh, Oliver's not here anymore. Well, here's the thing. Like, um, with this, for me, I still don't know. Like, things are condensed, yes, but I still don't know how in the hell this is going to end. And oh, I still I think enjoy you, that. You're absolutely right. But he's going to fuck th- off. He's yeah, going to fuck I think off it's, it's going to end with John north of the wall, and then it'll be credits, right? Um, but I'm also starting to realize, and I've heard this mentioned a couple of times, um, I think that no matter what happens in this episode, it, it it's not gonna. It doesn't matter what happens in this episode because people suck at shows ending. Like yeah, their reactions, yes. their reactions to the way a show ends is never good. No, like, dude, do you remember whenever Sopranos ended that final episode? And the shit, like what people did, the fact like that the complaining. Nobody knew, but that was that. That I is the like brilliance that kind of it. Ending is because nobody will be think like in people thought that their cable. And here's feed the same thing. And I hate. Okay, I I love the departed except for the ending. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing to where you know he's gonna die because you know you can't bloody blah, blah. You always have to die. You can't. You can't ever grow in a show because that's that's the entertainment we crave. We we don't want to see 
somebody not get their comeuppance. Yeah. We, I mean, hell, that's that's primed in us from uh, back in the twenties, like when there was like all those rules for what you could and could not do on TV or on movies. You could not have a villain get away with it by by fucking law. You would goddamn get your studio shut down if the villain got away with it. If this didn't happen, yeah. if the lady was wearing lace for fuck's sake. I mean, it's and it's been so hammered into us from then. Like, yeah, it like it could not go that way. And number two. Yes. I am so over the people that are saying that this whole thing with Daenerys was out of character. No. And I'm like... It was badly set up. Yeah. It was not greatly set up. Okay. But... Yes, well... It isn't out of yes character. Yes and no. Because I think that there's been plenty of stones along the way. Because there, there's a reason why so many people have been like, you know, is Daenerys just a mad queen in waiting, right? You know, is there just going to be that one thing? And legitimately, everybody's everybody likes to everybody likes to say, "Show don't tell," right? Well, guess what? With Cersei and with Daenerys in this episode, the actresses oh, showed God. you there was yes. no telling. They were showing, and people were still complaining yes, about it. I will say this: I hate how rushed all of it felt, but but. That moment of when the bell started ringing and she just the you had weight that, of everything, that quick moment of it's over, but then just the way the the she emoting, starts thinking about everything. The emoting of Amelia Clark was really well done, and it was just sort of fuck. And, and then look, like, starts like doing that little labored breathing. And it's like, and snap. her face starts and changing just, just, and. Done. But I'm sorry, if you as a viewer need flashes of things that have happened yes. that have kind of brought her to this point, you're a shitty viewer. People are trying to call me a shitty viewer for being okay with this season. I am not okay with this season, but it has no, nothing to I do am, with the actors. I'm I'm okay with this season other than the, the short and condensed version. Like, yes, I understand why they're doing six episodes. I get I fucking don't. No, I I totally do. Dude, the actors are tired. You know, this is very laborious. Shit, just for the Battle of Winterfell, they filmed for 51 days at night. This shit has been really really taxing on a large cast. And that's not in, that's not including the crew either. Everybody who has to build these costumes, build the sets, do all of this shit. There's so much there's so much money that this show makes, but there's so much money that they put into the production of the actual show that, dude, it's just very laborious, and, and I completely get it. Do you know what would counter that uber laboriousness of filming for 51 days? Stretching it out and having fucking cool-down episodes to where, all right, you know what you're filming here? You guys are fucking talking. You guys are going to have, you guys, you're, nobody's fucking doing a shitload of physical acting. You guys are in the goddamn keep, like having those middle grounds. You have, you have the ramp ups, but then you have the slowdowns. The problem with this is it's just layer upon layer upon layer of ramp and ramp and ramp. And it, there's no way it can end well. When to me, all this you're is still a better season ramping. than season seven. Season seven was just shit. Uh, there was not a. Fan. This is still a better season than season seven. Anything is, but yeah, I'm sorry. The fucking the little finger come up and it was so shit. Just oh well, let's just do it then. Like no, you had all this evidence. You had all this shit you could have done, but nope. Just but listen. look. Anyway, and another whenever I tweeted out that thing mentioning that uh, the podcast, the watch where. Chris Ryan and Sean Fennessy from The Ringer were talking about the episode. They were having a legit conversation, not just about this season, but the show in general and viewers and viewer expectations. There is, and oh, they yeah. even mentioned this, there is no way, like, Game of Thrones set itself up. It's literally become too big to fail. Yeah. And guess what happens? There is nothing that they can do. Not a thing. That is going to be good enough. No. Nothing. The amount of information that people are saying should be in these episodes 
is not feasible. It wasn't feasible no. in episode in season three. It's not feasible now. Yeah. And so there are unrealistic expectations placed on the show because of the great things that the show has done and previously. Also because no, that's also on the showrunners, Jake. A bit of that, a bit of that onus is on the showrunners because they built this show on the back of that. Now, if they were if they were setting themselves up as a truncated version of the game of the Song of Ice and Fire, that would be different. But from the expectation of the first 2 to 3 seasons, it made you think that this was going to be just as exhaustive and just but as wide, were- but they but they built up these expectations. They didn't do a, they I'm not saying you did this to yourself. I'm just saying a lot of things came into this, and not all of it is just fans being fucking me, me, me shitlords. To me, a lot of it is. Like, I don't let them go without guilt, but most of this, yes, is people being me, me shitlords, right? But And no, we're not mispronouncing meme. We're saying me dash me or comma. So those first four seasons are built on the backs of three books that are so incredibly hefty and dense and stories. (laughs) But, but that's the thing because that source material isn't out like we discussed last week, right? They angrily. There's so much, there's so much that, would have to go into this that they really have to pick and choose. And again, they uh, they know major plot points. They don't know the filler stuff. Yeah, they don't. They know. They know a. They know the uh, the two dots. Yes, but they don't. They're they, assuming like they don't know the line that connects them. Right. So all of the filler stuff they don't know. So they have to take the beats that they know that George R. R. Martin has told them, which. BT dubs, I fully expect him to be a coward and change shit just because of the Jesus Jake. <laughs> just because of the way that fans have reacted very, very shittily, in my opinion, also, because most people are just like raging and throwing their fists in the air and being belligerent instead of trying to have a conversation. I want him just to be an asshole. It just like because okay, there are two types of fans that are talking about this. There's the angry ones that are like, hurry up and write. And then there's some like, please let this be part of the thousand worlds. Please I hope he's like, you know what? If you fans want to be assholes, I'm gonna make it part of the thousand worlds. I will I will backtrack everything I've said about this series if Come to find out, motherfucking aliens. If last episode, those fucking spirals that everybody keeps fucking bringing up, like one of them cracks open and, oh, hey, it's part of that intergalactic fucking war. This was one of the seed planets that one of the fucking uh, fertilizing ships dropped on, and that started all this. So guess what? Motherfucking aliens, space war, psychics, guys fucking their mothers, okay? Which, well, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Mothers... Uh, possessing a ship trying to fuck their son. Yeah, it's just one of those things that... Night flyers. <laughs> but no, there's no way it's going to go well, so let's just di- let's dig our heels and let's fucking get through this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, because I've still got to go here before long. Because, so. all right, so, starts out... Uh, Ver- like, Varys gets, Varys crispy, gets fried. crispy fried. And everybody's just like, okay, that's weird. And Tyrion, like... What I don't get Wait, is there is a subtlety to Varys, and I don't know if you realize this, and I don't know how many people realize this. Again, this is why I have been paying attention to this stuff, and everybody who are sticking their thumbs up their ass and being stubborn about it aren't seeing. Okay, so the little girl, Martha, comes in and he's writing, right? He's writing about John actually being he's Aegon Targaryen and all the Ravens, yeah. And also, I do wonder if one of those is going to the Kranigmen. And maybe that's how we might see some. I still uh, am saying Bran. I'm still because anyway. that's the easiest route. Is anyway, Bran no, did I just it. mean him showing up. Period. Oh, um, the the reeds seeing Hal and Reed show up and talk. No, I'm still saying Bran but, sending anyway. his Raven out, saying, "Hey, right, John anyway, knows." Yeah. So here's what. Um, so Varys is doing this writing, right? And it's safe to assume that he got that writing out. Okay, 
But whenever they show up, he's writing another one. He's writing another one. And before they walk in, he, he begins it. to burn it. Okay. That means he's realizing that they're coming for him yeah. and that if by some chance he's able to wiggle out of this, he has plausible deniability by saying, Hey, you know what? I did write one. And you can ask, you can ask your unsullied as they came in, I was burning the paper and no, I changed my mind. I'm going with, he, he didn't even fucking try wriggling. I will admit, no, I he absolutely didn't try wriggling. Loved. I'm just saying if he had the opportunity, he had plausible deniability because he could say they came in as I was burning what I was writing. Is, so they're taking like they're, and here's the thing. The actors are doing so much with such shit, in my opinion, because just out of nowhere, like, now I'm going to betray. Now I will be the one who betrays. Just, like, seriously, they just flipped the switch in Varus 2.0, and he just fucking... But I absolutely loved Tyrion stepping up and just telling him it was me. And that little look of shock, like, you would actually... Like, not the fact that Tyrion did it, the fact that somebody would have the balls to admit it in this fucking Westeros... Yeah. And the fact, and I did like that. I what hope did he I'm say? Wrong. Like goodbye, friend, goodbye or something friend, like yeah. that. Yeah. And for once, they had a conversation where Tyrion. I was honestly expecting them to make Tyrion crack on about him not having balls. That is eighty percent of their fucking dialogue of two people who are supposed to be men, like verbal, like gymnastics, gymnasts, gymnasts, not gymnasts. <laughs> but no, what is just about everything he says to Varys? You have no cock. You have no cock. You have no cock. You got no dick. Like, he'll send, like, fucking, like, Varys will get, like, ravens coming in. He'll be reading it. It's like, you have no cock. What? It's from Tyrion? You dick. Like, seriously, that's all they fucking ever say to each other. It's like, I I never make dwarf jokes. Yeah, because you have no cock. Like, God damn, fucking get it. Like, seriously. But, small rant. I'll take that away. But, yeah, I did like that scene. But, Again, they now the only person I think didn't was didn't have a badly written turn was Grey Worm. Because he is here's a guy who was had his genitals mutilated and was sold as a child soldier. He was always going to be a soldier until he lived and died. And then here's someone who genuinely wants to be around him, regardless of that. And yeah. She died. She died at the hands of the enemy leader. So there is no fucking way in hell he was going to... He, yeah. he His whole soldiering was breaking through those entire that entire bit from the head chop to that. It was well done, and that was writing-based. For Like, I cannot fault the writing in what happened with Grey Worm. Him, him just, like, fucking just spearing that motherfucker with, like... in that... In the battle, I like the battle because they keep like uh, Ned. He would talk about in the books, like people talk about, like, yeah, when you're sacking a city, mm-hmm. it it's the worst sight you'll ever see in a man. He goes crazy, and everyone was going batshit insane, except for Davos and John. Yeah, because they're Davos and John. <clears throat> all right, they all turned into fucking thins. It is so fucking... That bit, again, that was straight writing. So yes, Jake, I'm not just a poo-poo. That was pure writing and acting. That was a marrying of the two. That was well done, because that explained, like, yeah, 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 fucking battle's weird, and you fucking siege a city, bad thing, fuck! And here's the thing, so, well, I don't care if I'm jumping around here, but with Cersei, right? Dude... Some a lot of people are pissed at the way she went out because they didn't go out the way that they expected, right? They wanted to see some like really fucked up shit happen to her. Or at least the Valencar. Right. But you know what got me hard about it, dude? You know why I love the way she died? She's standing there, right? And she's realizing everything breaks. No, 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 no. Not oh. just that. That she was wrong. That her plan was wrong. That she overplayed her hand. That she is, in fact, not the cleverest Lannister. She was standing there. And again, 
they were showing, they wasn't telling, they were showing it through Lena Headey's acting that she's standing there and realizes that she's fucked, that she's fucked everything up and it is all literally her fault. She is about to die because of her, it's her own fault. And on top of that, I saw somebody mention this on Facebook and it's 100% correct. I actually looked at comments and got something good out of it, okay? Somebody mentioned Liar. that the reason her death was so perfect is that she was literally crushed by her own decision. Oh! Her oh! own decision making is what killed her. Dude, that's actually pretty good. She was crushed under the weight of her own decisions. That is, I will, okay. I was I'll, like, dude, that is, I, I, I even told you. Last that, night, uh, yeah. okay, part of it is uh, fucking Chris out of nowhere is like, so how y'all think Game of Thrones is going to end? And that fucking led to a 30-minute argument with us, all right? And one of my points was, like, yeah, the point, the problem with Cersei Lannister, the character, is she assumes the only reason she's not successful is because she has a vagina, when it's not. She is, like, because she thinks that's her own only fault, she cannot see the fact that she is... Not, not that, that clever. Mm-hmm. All right. She is nowhere near as clever as her dad. And also think about it this way. I've been hearing this. How perfect is it? And everybody's like, can you imagine Tywin Lannister rolling over in his grave knowing that the only one that survived is the one that he hated the most? The one that he the never one who wanted to The literally him made small because. And dude, that fucking scene with Tyrion and Jaime. That is like the best Dinklage acting since season four. Yeah. And I really super oh, hope. so good. This is a good Dinklage episode, I, period. I, something tells me that that interaction is from Martin's writing. Because in the books, he flat out tells Jamie, if I see you again, I'm going to kill you. And or then, Jamie tells Tyrion. You said he tells Jamie. No, Tyrion tells Jamie he's going to fucking kill him. Because Jamie tells him. That Taisha wasn't a prostitute. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And he flat out says, if I ever see you again, I will fucking kill you. And that that interaction, I think, was part of Martin's writing because, think about it, it's Jamie locked up in a Stark camp when someone comes in and lets him go because of family, does a treason against their king slash queen, because of family that and that is how his that's how his redemption arc starts where Jamie becomes a true person that when Catelyn lets him go that's where it starts so it should end with someone else letting him go and that is Tyrion's for like letting it go is Tyrion finally lets go of all that and lets Jamie's arc end Tell me that would not that's not a good bit of writing. No, and it is. That's so the I thing. Think that There's so many is... subtleties where people but, are wanting they're like, oh, show don't tell. And whenever you're being shown, people instead are being upset. And yeah. I really think it just comes down to it's not going the way they wanted it to. I think a lot of people, they I don't even know if they realize it themselves or if they would say it out loud, but the thing that people have an issue with is it's not ending the way they want it to. Everybody has a problem with that. I but don't. No, I some don't, of it I is. No some idea. of it is like like uh, there was a treatment that was released, and yeah, it was poorly written. There's a difference between not wanting something to end the way you want it to end a certain way, and also something ending poorly. You can you can't just say you don't like it because you it's not what you want. You can see the fucking forest for the trees. But see, I don't you think you can not like something simply because it's not well made. I don't think it's ending poorly. Now, I let do. me let me say this. If the final two books had already been released and this is the way it's going, yes, because then the the same issues I have with the Harry Potter movies would completely be I'm complete them. but see that's the thing why is it I'm trying I've been trying to figure out shit I've got to hurry um I've been trying to figure out why it is that I'm standing up for this season of Game of Thrones but I cannot stand up for Deathly Hallows parts I'll 1 and 2 I'll tell you exactly why here is why Jake the uh you're standing up for this because they had to go their own way and build their own story 
That's what the Harry Potter movies were doing too. But the Deathly Hallows said fuck that and made it a sequel to the books. Made it a pure adaptation. Brought back shit like the mirror. Brought back a bunch of other stupid shit that you had no idea about. They didn't continue the story from the movies. They started to, uh, adapting the story from the book, which caused everything to get fucked. They didn't tell the story of Deathly Hallows as a continuation of the movies. That's why you hate it. It wasn't the same universe. They were fucking cramming shit in. It's like, oh, that's Abbotford, Dumbledore. That's Dumbledore's brother. Like, oh, you remember that mirror that Sirius gave you? Oh, hey, oh, you remember the snitch in the back? Remember how the snitch was good at it? You remember how the snitch was good at it? Like, it was all exposition. It was exposition and sitting around in the fucking woods. And then Russell Brand attacking them. I was going to say the books are kind of just exposition yeah. and them sitting but, around in the woods. But it's a continuation. Of, but the books don't start telling exposition from a different book series. All right. True. That's but, why that's why again, you can't defend it. Again, that's why I would feel differently about season eight. I would 100% feel different about season eight if the books were out. But seeing as how they aren't, seeing as how they have to work with the actors, these contracts, all there's so much stuff that goes into this, right? I think that the story that had been told up until season the 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 end of season six, the story that had been that had been told up until that point. They're working with what they've already done. They're not pulling a Deathly Hallows, and Lady Stoneheart isn't just showing, showing up outside up, of yeah. the walls of King's Landing, but right? But again, I am not. Uh, my opinions on it have nothing to do with the books. My opinions on of it are seeing the forest for the trees. I'm just looking at what is given and not being a fan of it. I I don't care if it ends differently than the books. I don't care if it ends the same way. I care that you're seeing all this rushed shoehorning going on. It intrinsically is not entertaining for me. I'm not along for the ride. I'm just getting fucking, okay, you're hitting that beat. Okay, you're hitting that beat. That is all I'm seeing. And so, Jake, let's finish this up at least on something we can both agree on. Fucking two and a half minutes of Arya walking around was bad way to end the fucking thing. And then, horse! Just out of nowhere, there's the horse that, by all rights, okay, you're gonna. I know brand the brand Tron nine thousand fucking brought the horse to Arya because don't you can bloody. No, but here's also the thing: the horse was running away from the fire. How is it now in the city? That I don't disagree with. It, it's just a bad scene. I I don't disagree, <laughs> but here's what I'm saying, Bob. Okay. First of all, you're asking the wrong person because you know how big of a Aria fanboy I am. Yeah. Right? Okay. The fucking string instruments, the slow Dude, down. the fucking oh. score. The I'm score was great, you, except for the very end. I thought that was just the overly... The score in this entire episode is... The subtitle this for this entire season, season... No, the subtitle for this season is Great Until the Slow-Mo. <laughs> the slow-mo goes on too much this fucking Bob, season. Two things. Two chains. Death is riding a pale horse. I've had tombstones stuck in my head, dude. I can't help it. Number two is great. Power spoon <laughs> is and there's some. I, there could possibly be some credence. I hope not. Because it would feel just pushed in there, like but the Pelmer the Pelmer oh. prophecy front that Quaith gives to Daenerys. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were actually making a music reference. No, no, the Pelmer prophecy. Down on the corner. But see, here's the thing. So the 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 Mummer's Dragon, right? There's no there's no young Griff in the they're show. Not, they're not they're not doing shit. Even with though they talked anymore. about Prince of Dorne, I don't see that becoming a part, right? But, you know, you still have the perfume Seneschal. He, that, that person's already dead, right? You still have a lion that's alive. And, yeah, I don't know. But trust me, I loved the whole Death Rides a Pell Horse. Yeah, I I get I but get how again, you're, how you, I get that. But I could not get out of the moment of this scene is just going on forever. It, and it, the horse. It and did. Horse. It did go on a little long, but they're whenever they're trying to 
give the viewpoint of what it's like to be on the ground, I get why they did that. Because that's kind of what they were doing. They're like, look, everybody's all happy seeing shit blow up, but you don't think yeah. about the innocent yeah. people. Which, it went on for fucking ever, almost comically, but at the same time, yeah, it kind of would. And I do, I know people like, oh yeah, Ari is trying to help, like, oh yeah, come with me. And then it just does. It's like, that's not a bad writing moment. That is a futility of fucking action. Mm -hmm. As much as she was trying to help, there's nothing she could do to help mm -hmm. those people. That's why they kept bringing them out at the bit, the, at the, uh, at the very beginning, that bit at the fucking gate, that bit at the, like they keep showing this family because you're focusing on it and Arya being all come with me or you will or you'll die and then they die regardless of it mm -hmm. that's a futility of life and again yeah. that's that is pure writing that's that's not the actors saving it that was well done writing just which like makes sandor me thank more you yes even though if you want to be a pedantic shit why didn't he say this earlier but at the same time there you are, could understand that it not having any weight. They didn't expect drudge. They didn't expect Daenerys to start like yeah. eradicating the entire town. He's basically like, "Look, You're she's gone die. off the rails, and you will die if you yeah. go with me." And yeah, and of course, those people who bitch about oh, Clegane just it served no Clegane purpose. Bowl was so it fucking was okay. Good. I, dude, I, it was a good resolution. It was my favorite part of the episode. God, that fucking scene with the eyes was awesome. But no, I love the I. I it was futile. Again, it was utterly futile. But these are two people so, so wrapped up in their hate that they could not. And then fucking Kyburn's bitch dead. Just <laughs> <laughs> but the subtle comedy of Cersei being like, okay. Oh, God, <laughs> that bitch is all like... Okay, okay. Where he's like, Don't you must listen to your queen. Sure, sure. And he throws Kyber. Sure, sure. And sure, she's, sure. she just kind of picks up her skirts and trots bye down bye. the stairs. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> the, the, their vision is based on eyesight. If you don't look at them, they can't see you. <laughs> Dude, so funny. That was subtle. And again, that, that was that was direction and acting. Yeah. Okay, yes, Clegane Bowl was futile. It served no narrative purpose except getting these two that people out of That was all fan the, service. Yes. That really but, was fan service, but man, but it was so again, good. But again, if I'm being you in this aspect, because... In the in the telling of these characters, yeah, there that there's no other way it would end. Of course, the world is burning around them, but they're still going to kill each other because that's how much they hate each other. I get it. And then, dude, horse. So, but in the uh, the kind of behind the scenes thing that they released on YouTube, it shows like fucking half Thor is actually throwing. Um, what's the name of the actor that plays the hound? Yeah. That dude. Anyway, throwing him up against the wall, they're like, look, we had to do all this stuff, and he's literally getting thrown around. It's not a stuntman. He did it all himself. Because it's hard to have a stuntman for someone that big. Exactly. And so there was one where they show the mountain kind of throw him up against the wall, and they call cut, and he bends over, and he starts coughing and kind of like, you know, trying to hack stuff up. And he looks at Half Thor, and he says, for such a big man, you're awfully gentle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that wrestlers always said too. Like the person you wanted to fight the most was the biggest motherfucker there because their finishing moves, when they fucking drop you, it was like fucking laying you down on a pillow. And they had Brock an understanding Lesnar of their size. was always the best person to fight, except for that time. What was it? One of the McMahons or Kurt Angle, one of those two, just fucking hit him. Or no, they were talking shit straight to his face before the fight. So he just straight punches them in the fucking face in the middle of the fight. Just. He, he doesn't pull his punches because they fucking were disrespectful to him. So he just lays them the shit out. But yeah, any other time, like, his finisher was the softest finisher in the game. And the whole point about Brock Lesnar is, he's a death truck. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Dude, still, I like this episode, and I still hate everyone who has ever played D&D &D who bitches about the second season. Or the second episode. Because I've seen so many people, I know it's a different episode, but I don't care. But I've seen so many people that I've played D&D &D with who complained about episode two. Why? Because it was just prep? Yeah. 
They're like, was no. it Mike? Did Mike say shit? No, oh, okay, uh-uh. I was about ready no, to say no. But I was like, are you fucking? You played D and D. You know what this is. Like. Anyway, I don't want to go back yeah. to see to episode two. But, but Jake needs to leave, so we're going to end it yeah, there. I gotta get. I gotta drop Annie off at the house. You guys know where to massage. find us. I'm sorry, this is gonna be a fast one. You guys know where to find us at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, Capital B, Capital Q Podcast. All right. Um. Oh, and you can also find us uh, or send us an email, brotherscoral at gmail.com. The spam filter, the spam email got wiped, so we have no followation with the Burkina Faso. uh, I'm still uh, working on the website, so almost there. Anyway, um, and also go to iTunes, rate and review us for favor. We would really appreciate that. But until next time, we here at a Brothers Quarrel podcast would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. And then, horse. (laughs) 